Hey everyone, Morgan here, and you are listening to the Rogue Preparedness Podcast. Thank y'all so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Uh, Through the first episode, I have just heard so many great things and such encouragement from people. And I just want to quickly say thank you so much for listening to that very first podcast. Um, I know I'm just getting rolling here and I have so many topics that I want to talk about. But if you guys ever have any questions um, or comments or anything, please feel free to reach out to me at morgan at roguepreparedness.com. You can also find me at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Uh, I think that's it. Yeah. Uh, And you can just, you know, search, 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 excuse me, search Rogue Preparedness on Google and you should pretty much find me like anywhere and everywhere. Um, I, you know, I have a website, roguepreparedness.com, and you can go to the contact page and send me a message there or reach out to me on any social media channels. And I'm always happy to talk, always happy to answer questions. And if you have a specific question that you'd like me to answer on this podcast, again, use any of those means as we do answer a question a week uh, right here on the podcast. So uh, we're going to get to that at the end here. Uh, So this... uh, uh, podcast, I was going to say video. I'm a YouTuber, okay? I've been doing YouTube for the past five years now. And so I always say, well, you're, thanks for watching and stuff like that. And so <laughs> anyway, um, I, I am here recording this podcast in my Jeep. We live in an RV. We full-time RV for those that don't know or didn't listen to the first episode or whatever. Um, the We full-time RV and we have two children, a three-year-old and a, at the time of making this podcast, a seven-month-old. And my seven-month-old is asleep. And I, I'm like, man, I got to record my podcast. What am I going to do? And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go out to the Jeep. Would I rather record the podcast inside the RV? Yep, you betcha. But sometimes we have to change the way we think. We have to change the way we do things. We have to change our mindset, how we think, how we perceive. Okay, and this is going to be really, really important in an emergency or disaster, especially when there are extra stressors that um, are coming at us. So in an, in an instance in which those extra stressors are hitting you, you have to be able to act and or react quickly. There's this guy, I'm, I'm sitting in my Jeep and of course I'm, you know, very situational aware. This guy has been like creeping on this road. We're at a park coast or whatever. He has a uh, ham antenna, but he just like, I think, I actually think he, he is staying in one of the RVs here, but he just like drove down all the way to the other end of the road and just like stopped in one of the camp spots and parked really weird. Anyway, um, you know, I'm, what am I doing? I'm talking, I'm looking around. So yeah. Um, anyway, uh, I'm sure people are looking into the the Jeep going, what the heck is she doing? (laughs) It's not like it's super busy right now. It's a Thursday and at the parks, it's usually pretty quiet on Thursdays. Uh, so, okay. Anyway, I didn't want to come out to the Jeep, right? But I had to make it work. And sometimes you have to make things work. You have to adapt. I'm sure you've heard the term um, adapt and overcome, right? Um, That is a big part of preparedness. But I think that there's just something a little bit missing about that whole adapt 
and overcome. Most of the time people say improvise, adapt and overcome. Sometimes though you don't need to improvise. The improvise is not even a part of the equation. Okay, sometimes you just need to adapt or you just need to overcome or you just need to improvise, right? Um, and, and I know like people are probably screaming at the podcast, well, duh, it's just the same. It's improvise, adapt, overcome. You know, you can do one or none or whatever. But when people hear these sorts of sayings, they, they really like, they hold on to it, right? Like, oh, Oh, you, you must improvise and adapt and overcome without the improvise. You can't adapt and you can't overcome, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, people seriously think like that, okay? And we all have our preconceived notions about how we think, right? How we think has been instilled in us from the day we were born, thanks to our parents, thanks to our environment, thanks to um, the media, I mean, thanks to a variety of sources, you know, our friends, you know, whatever, right? But we can change. I think that people have the capability to change. I think that, um, you know, this whole BS of, oh, well, people can't change is, is wrong for the most part. You know, I think that there are some variables, just like with almost everything in life. You know, do I think Everybody can change. Again, there are variables and underlying factors to whether someone can or cannot change. But truly, I do think that people have the capability to change as long as you want to change. Okay. Um, you, most of the time it takes, it, not most of the time, almost every single time it will take you. You and yourself are the only person okay, that can make the conscious decision to say, I want to change. Nobody else is going to make this decision for you. Now, will you, could you be influenced by somebody else? Sure. You know, like, let's say a loved one says, look, your alcoholism is hurting us. You really need to, you know, get your act together. Or otherwise, I'm going to leave. You know, what? whatever you think about ultimatums or not, that's a really big personal factor to you. That's like, whoa, you know, this, this person that I love has just told me that, you know, something destructive that I'm doing is really hurting them so much that they want to leave me. You know, if that doesn't impact you, then you don't care, right? But if it does impact you and you do care, then you will do what you have to in order to make that change, to make that conscious choice to do what you can to make yourself better. So why am I talking about this, right? We're talking about, we're trying to talk about the, you know, changing your mindset, right? Well, that's part of it. Okay, maybe you grew up with alcoholism, maybe you have an addictive personality, maybe, you know, whatever the case may be, maybe you're just sad, maybe you're lonely, maybe you're whatever, maybe you've just been doing this your whole life. I hate that excuse. Oh, man, I hate it. Hate it. When um, somebody says to me, well, I've just been like this my whole life. Fantastic. So 
you can't change. You can't change the way that your destructive behavior is hurting not just other people around you, but yourself. And it doesn't even have to be a destructive behavior. It could just be, you know, maybe you get angry, you know, really easily, or maybe, um, you know, you do something that is just, you know, really obnoxious or whatever, right? Like you can change. I used to be somebody, I used to be a really compulsive spender really compulsive spender. And when I was in my early 20s, and I got into really bad debt for it. And I'm telling you this because I've changed a lot. Um, When I got into when I basically got into poverty, and I didn't have any money, I didn't have any money. I couldn't spend I could I had no money to spend I couldn't spend I couldn't buy whatever I wanted. And it turned from I have money to waste on whatever the heck I want into, I literally, I can only afford like, you know, the dollar Totino's pizza and some ramen. And, you know, that's all I could afford. And that's all that I had to afford and wanted to afford. I completely changed my mindset. That is all about mindset. I had to change the way that I thought not only about myself and my views, but about money, how I thought about money. And I'm actually going to be talking about financial preparedness in another podcast. And I have talked about it on my YouTube channel, if you want to search for that. Um, And on my blog, actually. So anyway, um, you know, so that's all part of your mindset. You make the conscious decision and you have, or sometimes you're forced into making the, the decision, right? To change your mindset about whatever. And this is this, this happens in so many ways, like, like with preparedness, I've heard many people, you know, lots of people, they get into some sort of emergency or disaster situation and they are suddenly awoken. They're like, wow. I wasn't prepared at all. How can I get prepared? And so then they go and they get prepared, right? Um, But that is a conscious decision. They changed their mindset. They changed their mindset. And that, you know, they changed their mindset from prepping is lame to prepping is cool, (laughs) basically. Um, And, you know, whatever they thought about prepping before, whether they thought about it or not. So when we're talking about changing your mindset in an emergency or disaster, you have all these stressors coming at you. Okay, I'm going to tell you a story that may be helpful. Um, We were doing a 30-day road trip with my three-year-old. And um, and at the time, she was about three months old, going on to four months old during this road trip. So we were doing this 30-day road trip where we were camping, boondocking along the way. So much fun, right? My three-year-old, you know, she's pretty self-sufficient. She can do a lot on her own and she doesn't, you know, need a whole lot. She's not self-sufficient, but, you know, she doesn't need like a ton of attention, especially in the car. You know, we've gone on a ton of road trips and things with her. So she's just used to car trips. And, uh, but of course, a three or four month old, they need a lot of attention. They need uh, to eat every couple of hours. You know, they need uh, sleep. They need a diaper change. Um, You know, sometimes they're just fussy. They don't want to be sitting in a car seat. You know, they're babies. They need a lot of attention and they need a lot of care, right? So going on such a long road trip, 
um, you know, with an infant, it, it was, it had been three years since I had had a baby, right? And since I had gone on a road trip with a baby that I just didn't even think about, you know, how it would have affected us. And so we made all these plans. We were like, oh, you know, we're going to be traveling for like, you know, eight hours a day, you know, oh, we'll stop at this place and just hang out. And, you know, like we were making all these like leisurely plans, right? And then it was like, 30 minutes or an hour into the trip, we already had to stop. Uh, uh, baby Rogue, she was already fussing and she wanted to stop. <laughs> and so I, uh, so we had to pull over. We were like, seriously, you already have to stop. She's a baby. It hit me. She's a baby. You know, she is going to need constant stops. And so our big grandiose plans of, you know, driving forever, you know, because she really got tired of the, the car seat very quickly. And not only did she not want to be in the car seat for long periods of time, but, you know, it was really hard on her to sleep in the car seat. And so we, uh, you know, after I think the first, it was literally the first couple days, we had to completely change our mindset about the whole trip, about the way we were handling it, about everything. And that's kind of what I'm talking about. You know, you may have some preconceived notion about how something is going to go. But as soon as you get into the situation, whatever that situation is going to be, it could completely turn upside down. It could go a completely different way that you just are not expecting. And so what do you do then? You're going to roll with the punches, right? You are going, you're going to have to. Otherwise, you're just going to curl up in a ball and rock back and forth and, you know, mumble to yourself for a while, right? And that's obviously not going to be helpful for anyone, not even yourself, okay? So, um... What we have to do is, is we have to change our mindset. So there are some exercises that you can do just in every day in order to learn how to change your mindset on the quick. Okay, so we all have stressors every single day. And I think stressors are the absolute best time to retrain your mind, to uh, basically switch from um, being stressed out to being calm and, and focused and in control of the situation. And so that you can think of something else to do, right? And this is especially going to be a really important exercise when you have kids, because you are their lifeline. You are the one who is there to help them in this time of need or whenever, right? Let's say they're having a meltdown. It's up to you to help them through this meltdown. And through that meltdown, that is a crisis to them. And it's up to you to solve it and help them. It's not up to you to get angry. It's not up to you to whatever, right? I'm not, and I'm not judging anybody's parenting skills or anything. I'm just saying, you know, I think being a parent is a really good way to challenge yourself every single day in controlling your stressors and controlling your mindset. Okay, so here we go. Something, you think that something's going to go one way, okay? Okay, we're going to, 
uh, get into the car and then we are going to go to the playground and then we're going to go to dinner and then we're going to come back home. All right. Let's say you get in the car and then you go to the playground, but the playground is closed. This has actually happened to us. Okay. The playground was closed. Okay. Well, now what? You know, you're mad. Your child's mad. Everybody's upset that now your whole plan is thrown off, right? Your whole day, whole plan, everything. I mean, it is. That was a big part of your plan. That's how you were probably going to spend the next 30 to 60 minutes of your day. And, you know, to help them get some exercise. Well, what are you going to do now? Maybe you could go for a walk. Maybe you could go for a hike. Maybe you could go try a different playground. Maybe you could try a different activity. Maybe you could just go walk around inside the mall. Maybe, you know, I mean, there's lots of different things that you could do. So instead of sitting there and being mad and stressed out about it, be like, oh, darn it. Well, that stinks. Okay, well, let's do this instead. And you're not going to get to that point of like just figuring out something else to do instead right off the bat. It's going to take you a while of, of constant practice. So step one, you are going to just pause. And while you're pausing, take a breath. This is called tactical breathing. You need those deep breaths, at least one, if not two or three, deep, calm, relaxed breathing. It's going to bring clarity and focus to your mind. It's going to de-stress your body it's going to bring that heart rate down, your blood pressure down. It's going to calm you in every way possible. And a breath takes just a second or two, okay? The breathing is extremely important in this, um, in this training exercise, okay? The breathing is paramount. Take a breath. Think. All right, what are my options? This isn't working out. I don't have time to mess around with, you know, woe is us. Let's just move on. What else can I do? And then you start naming off and listing all the things that you could do instead, right? And then you could present that to your child or spouse or whoever, or to your team or whoever it is that you are there to, or to yourself. Let's say you're just talking to yourself, right? Um, this is going to work not just for kids, but it's going to work for your work, like wherever you um, have a job at, right? It's going to work everywhere. It is going to de-stress you and help you focus no matter what. And it's going to help you remain calm, okay? Calm is going to be your best friend. If you are stressed out, if you are unable to focus because of this stress, you will not be able to think rationally. You will not be able to think of your next move. You will not be able to do anything. You're, you could actually be frozen. And that fight or flight, you won't even be able to know which one to do because you're going to be so stressed out. You're going to start to get angry and anxious. I mean, so many bad things happen. And after a while you're just not, you know, you are not going to be able to make a quick decision 
in order to potentially save your life and the life of your loved ones, right? So um, a really good example is, um, have you ever been like scared walking to your car? Like when you walk to your car, you have your keys out, right? And you're kind of, you know, your blood is pumping a little bit. You're a little bit scared. Maybe you think somebody's following you or something, right? And you start to shake a little bit because you're getting really anxious and, you know, you're, you're, you're feeling, um, you know, scared, scared and anxious, you know, and you start to shake and you, you're, you're going to breathe a little bit. You're like, oh my gosh, I'm almost in the car. And you're getting your keys out and you're trying to open the door, right? Even if it's just getting the keys into your hand, they can fall and then you should have to pick them up and you have to press the button to get in and then you're fumbling the door and then you know you finally get in and then you have to lock the door and you're fumbling the key to get into the ignition it's a whole thing okay if you remain calm you have none of that you don't have the stressors of the anxiety that's building up because you're scared maybe you are scared but when you're scared i need you to also do the same exercise breathe focus focus on your task I have the keys in my hand I'm going to unlock my door I'm going to get into my car I'm going to lock the door I'm going to start my car and I'm going to go focus okay you can still act quickly in these things that you're focusing on, right? But it's all about focus. And this is one something you need to do every single day. You're training your mind to focus under pressure because there is pressure. There's that pressure of if you don't get into your vehicle right now and get away, then something bad could potentially happen, right? Or, you know, if if you don't get your child out of meltdown mode, okay, then, then you're, then, you know, they're going to be sad and mad. You don't want that, right? Um, if we don't figure out, you know, the rest of our day, you know, an alternative to our plans, then, you know, there's nothing that's going to happen, right? And so, um, you know, there are always consequences to our behavior, you know, not just our actions, but our behavior as well. And so when we are training our mind to think like this, to focus, to be mindful, that's the next thing. You need to be mindful. You have to be mindful of what is happening in front of you in that exact moment, okay? In order to get through the situation, you have to be mindful. And what is mindful? You hear the sounds that are happening right now. You see the colors of the leaves. You are noticing how people walk, how people talk. You are hearing everything. You are seeing everything. You are engaging all of your senses and your feelings right then in that moment. You're not thinking about um, you know, the task, you know, the thing that needs to be fixed at home. You're not thinking about uh anything else in that moment, you are thinking about what is happening in that moment and, and focusing, right? That's what being mindful is. And being mindful with breathing and focus is going to help you to 
handle anything, really. It's going to help you to be able to handle any emergency or disaster, any situation every single day, not just emergency or disaster, but every single day. I mean, my children challenge me (laughs) every day. Sometimes I don't even know what's happening. It's like, there was one, there's, there's been several times where both of our kids are like screaming in the background and my husband and I just look at each other and we just have to laugh. We're like, really? Is this really happening? Like, you know, and that's part of your mindset. Sometimes you just, you have to let it go. You have to focus, breathe, and think of a plan. Okay. Your adrenaline isn't going to do you any favors, okay? Your stress is not going to do you any favors. Getting down on yourself, talking down to yourself, not going to do you any favors. What's going to help you is to remain calm, in control of yourself and the situation, as well as Um, maintaining that focus and mindfulness. Something that has really helped me with to maintain my focus and mindfulness is meditation. And I know you're probably thinking, ah, meditation, that's stupid. (laughs) A lot of people, I brought up meditation and just a lot of people, you know, their eyes glaze over. They're like, really, you want me to just sit there and like stare at a wall for an hour? No, that's not, med- that's not how meditation works at all. In fact, meditation, um, you only have to do it for like five minutes a day. I, you know, five, 10 minutes. I do it for five minutes. And literally all that you're doing with meditation is you're closing your eyes and you are focusing on your breathing. No other thoughts. Literally, the only thing you are thinking of is your breathing. Breathe in, breathe out. Breathe in, breathe out. That's literally the only thing you're thinking of. If you have any other thoughts that come into your head, you go, that's cool, I'll talk to you later. And then you refocus on your breathing. Get a meditation app. I'm telling you, it's really good. They also have a tactical breathing app that you can uh, download as well for your phones. Um, They have apps for everything these days. Uh, But your mindset will literally make or break you in a just everyday scenario, not even in a, in a survival or preppy, uh, scenario, but it's just an everyday. Um, and you know, learning from your failure is also going to up your mindful mindset, like a millionfold. Okay. So many people don't want to admit failure because they want to be as awesome as they perceive, you know, to be, but, um, you know what, even your heroes, uh, have, have, have failed. Okay. Everyone has failed. We are, um, we're prone to failure and that's okay. There's nothing, there's honestly nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with being prone to failure. There's nothing wrong with, with failing every once in a while, as long as we can pick ourselves up and figure it out and move on. Okay. Um, And, you know, we don't want to have that victim mindset, you know, saying things like I can't is instant defeat. That's right. Words are powerful. The minute you say I can't do that, you're right. You sure can't now. Just even if you can't do it, you should try. And then if you ever find out, you know what, it's just not for me. It's not that you can't do it. It's just probably not for me, right? And you just decided that. But what if you tried? And you succeeded. 
or you tried and it was amazing and maybe you didn't succeed, but you almost got there, right? Then you could keep doing it and you could keep trying to succeed. Wouldn't that be great? Okay, so um, you can and you will. That's, those are the words that you should be saying to yourself. And you should really be keeping an open mind. It's really, really frustrating to hear when, you know, you constantly hear that negative Nancy all the time. Like, you know, oh, you can't do it that way. You can't do that. Oh, you're doing it wrong. Oh, well, you're just, you know, this such and such a person, you know, oh man, the negative Nancy, you got to get those negative people out of your life. Seriously. It being positive is going to have a tremendous impact on not only your mind, but on your overall emotional self, your behavior, how you see the world, um, how you are just, you know, going through life. If you go through life with a positive attitude, uh, you're going to get way more accomplished than you ever thought that you could. Okay. Well, I, I can't, I can't prep every single day. You're right. You can't because you just told yourself you can't. What if you tried? What if you did something for 10 minutes a day? 10 minutes? You got 10 minutes a day? I am positive you can. Uh, like I'm out here in my Jeep doing this podcast <laughs> for 30 minutes, right? I had to make it work. You just make it work. And that's how you keep that open mind. You got to make things work. You got to think about it, make an informed decision and just make sure whether it's right for you or not, you know, keeping that open mind. And that's, you know, that's going to be big in today's world because of with social media and politics and everything. You know, there's a lot of closed minded people on all sides of the spectrum. You know, they think one way instead of having an open mind being as informed as possible so that they can make an informed decision and keep that open-mindedness whether you know we go back to that perceived notions of the ways that we grew up you know our our uh mindset of what our mother told us what our father told us our mother's and father's political views they were passed down to us 100 percent. i used to be an extreme, you know, I used to basically believe everything my mother thought. My mother was um, anti-gun, so I was anti-gun. My mother, you know, was very opinionated about many topics. And I thought that way too, because she was very opinionated about those topics. And who do you look up to the most? Your parents. But I got older, I had an open mind, I, you know, got more into guns. And, you know, now I am the person that I am because I have an open mind. And I don't agree with everybody. And you shouldn't agree with everybody. But you should have an open mind. And you should always be flexible. If something doesn't go your way, you know, like I've been like I've been saying this entire time, you know, if something does not go your way, darn, that sucks. Move on. Okay. You cannot do anything about the thing that just went wrong, but you can do something about moving forward. You can do something. You can, okay? And um, you should really keep up your morale. You know, like I was talking about before, like, you know, being positive. You know, when times get tough, you're going to need something to boost up your spirits. And, you know, sometimes you know, we all have our, we all get down on ourselves. We get down on ourselves. We get down on the world. We get down on other people. I get it. We all kind of just feel down sometimes, right? I get it. But what we 
need to do is, you know, maybe take a moment to just, you know, be like, oh, that really stinks. You know, I really hate that. You know, that that would have been perfect, blah, blah, blah. Okay, I'm done. I'm over it. Okay, pick yourself up, literally square out your shoulders, stand up straight, literally. Okay, stand up straight, square out your shoulders, lift up your head and proclaim it's time to move forward in a very matter-of-factly way because now you're setting yourself up for success, okay? And you may think that it's going to be really silly, you know, standing up straight, squaring out your shoulders, you know, into like a hero power stance, right? But trust me, you know, our physical self, putting on a smile, all of these things can make a huge difference in how we think and perceive. Trust me, I do it every single day. When I'm feeling crappy, I just put a smile on my face. Sometimes I go out seeking something comical or something that I know is going to make me feel good. And I just try to move on, you know, and most of the time it works. I'm going to say about 99% of the time. Sometimes, you know, it's maybe something more drastic than that and you need a little time to grieve, something like that. And that's, that's okay, okay? I'm not saying that you can't grieve and you can't feel and, you know, you can't feel the way that you're feeling, whatever. I, I'm just saying that, you know, sometimes it's better to just try to pick ourselves up, move on instead of, you know, just dwelling on whatever it is that's bringing us down, right? Um... Like I said, though, totally feel your feelings. You're, it's important to do that, too. Um, so we should always be goal-oriented, you know. Um, one of the really important things about preparedness is being goal-oriented. Um, and, and saying, okay, you know what? Um, I'm going to make a goal. I'm going to make it attainable. You know, like, let's say you want to get two months worth of food supply. Um, you know, most people are not going to buy it all at once that you're going to slowly accumulate it until you've reached your ultimate goal. Your goal is I want two months worth of food supply. Okay, great. So you are going to start out with mini goals. And I'm going to talk about this in way further distance or for uh, further detail rather in the future. Uh, but you are going to do something that you're going to accomplish, right? So you're going to get this goal, you're going to work towards the goal, and then you're going to celebrate your goals, okay? Slowly and surely, you're going to celebrate each and every goal. And I'm going to talk about that uh, more in a future podcast, but being goal-oriented can definitely help your mindset as well because now you have a path or rather an end goal that you can make a path to. Okay, I want to get a bug out location. Now, what's the path to finding that bug out location, right? You have a goal and you need to reach it. So now it's time to reach that goal. Um, okay, so the preparedness mindset is ever going. You know, you need to practice it every single day so that whenever you come into a very stressful situation, a um, uh, you know, a really super stressful situation, like an emergency or disaster, you know, something that is very 
kind of end of the world-ish, you know, uh, or just like something that's very dramatic, you know, something like a tornado, a hurricane, you know, wildfire, something that you have to move and act quickly on, something that you can't freeze, you can't, you know, you just can't, you have to be able to make quick decisions calmly, you have to be able to execute them, um, you know, effectively and calmly, and you have to be able to be a rock for those around you because they're going to pick up on your stress too, especially kids. Kids are going to pick up on your stress like nobody's business. You know, if you're angry, they're angry. I mean, seriously, you know, you're happy, they're going to be happy. You give them a task, you give them high fives, and it's going to be good times. Okay. Even if it's a stressful situation in which you're like, wow, this is really, really stressful for me, but I got to be a rock right now and I got to get through this, right? Stop. <sighs> Breathe. Focus. And figure out the path to your goal. All right. So I think that that's it for today's podcast. Wow, I hope I got my point across. I could talk forever about the survival mindset. In fact, I am currently writing a book about physical and mental preparation because I am huge into uh, physical and mental toughness, basically. And um, I've studied hard on these topics. And um, so I'm, I'm writing a little book on it. So uh, I will let you all know when that's available. Um, anyway... Thank you all so much for listening. I really appreciate it. And if you could do me a huge favor and share this podcast if you enjoyed it. And uh, please review on your favorite podcast listening uh, app or whatever. That would be super appreciated as well. Um, and uh, please reach out to me with your question for the question of the week. All right, on that note, we have the question of the week. And if you have a question, please feel free to ask it at morgan at roguepreparedness.com. You can also hit me up on any of the social media platforms on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, my website, and send me a message with a question for the podcast. Um, or if you just want to have a chat. I'm cool with that too. Anyway, here is the question of the week. This actually, I haven't actually gotten any questions yet. This podcast is so new, but I get questions all the time. So this is a question that I actually get quite a bit. How long will dehydrated food last in the pantry? So it's an interesting thing about dehydrated and freeze-dried food. Dehydrated food will actually last, um, it could last anywhere from two to five years or more actually. And it really depends on how you store it. So the way that you store a dehydrated food is that you're gonna put it in a mylar bag with an oxygen absorber, and then you're gonna put that mylar bag somewhere that is dark and dry. Now, um, this is the best method to store uh, dehydrated food, especially, you know, the dehydrated food that you do yourself. Um, and, you know, it does kind of depend on how much you do, like how much, you know, you're storing in that one Mylar bag. But if it's like a gallon or less, two oxygen absorber, one to two oxygen absorbers is enough. Um, other than that, uh, it could last anywhere from two to five years, you know, just check it. And honestly, just rotate your food and use it, you know. It's the same with freeze-dried food or any other food, just use it, you know. Um, 
I love to dehydrate food. Sometimes it's interesting. I actually stored some dehydrated food in a Ziploc bag with it with an oxygen absorber for like a year. I think it was fruit. It was strawberries, I think. And I opened it one day and it was perfectly fine. It was like, you know, as fresh as dehydrated food could be. It was super fresh. And I was like, wow, I can't believe I forgot to put this in a Mylar bag. I get, I don't know what happened. I don't know why I didn't put it in in a Mylar bag. But anyway, um, yeah. So then you want to store it in a cool, dry place, at least a dry place you know, like living in somewhere humid that you may think that's really difficult. But if you just keep it indoors, you should be fine. Um, Like, you know, just don't keep it in a garage. Don't, you know, if you have a basement, that's probably the best place for it. Obviously, don't keep it like in an attic somewhere where it might get really warm or anything like that. Um, And, you know, don't keep it in a shed. You know, I wouldn't want to store my food out in a shed anyway, just because of critters and stuff. Even in a secure box, I wouldn't really want to do that. Um, so anyway, um, just keep it in a Mylar bag with an oxygen absorber and it can last from anywhere from two to five years. Um, and it just kind of depends on the type of food as well. So kind of some variables there, but dehydrated food is great to store and you can store it safely. It's perfectly fine to eat. I've seen people store dehydrated food in uh, canning jars with an oxygen absorber in it and, you know, in their dark basement. Uh, And it's been fine for years, like, three, four years. So, you know, there are some other ways to do it as well, but I just highly recommend the Mylar bag and oxygen absorber. That's probably just the safest, easiest bet there. Um, Okay. So on that note, thank you all again so much for listening. I really appreciate you. Conquer tomorrow by preparing today. Come visit me at roguepreparedness.com. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and at my website, roguepreparedness.com. And on YouTube, just search for Rogue Preparedness. Thank you all so much for listening. Conquer tomorrow by preparing today. Talk to you later. Bye.